should be live. I'm gonna put the tweet in the um, broadcast alert so everyone can retweet it. Boom. Ooh, I see it. It's working. Unlike my proclaimer. Welcome to another episode of Soul Citizen. This is episode 86, and our topic today is the Cinemakers. Along with me, I'm Fastcard FC. Along with me is my co-host, Jade Starwatcher. How are you doing, Jade? I'm doing awesome. Cool. And I, uh, just to get started, I'm going to introduce our uh, guest today. We have uh, Roger from Barely Not Monkeys production. For he's, uh, they, 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 they produce a drift. Rex and Nettie from Elite Expeditionary, they produce an overclock. Grim, a star jump, they, he, they produce um, the, 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 the age of 2951. 29, and Andres um, from Jock Media, they, they produce uh, Lovell. We'll be showing the videos in entirely um, as, as we go along. So, how is everybody doing? Great. Doing good. Great. Glad to be here. Fantastic. Love your podcast and streams. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we've highlighted your videos on our Thursday show on Soul Talk. Um, and each one received extremely positive um, critiques and reviews. Uh, one of the observations was that your work had a perfect blend of writing, visual, music, and sound design. 
uh, and you know it it, it it really like um it seems like the the every time i watch one it seems to increase or uh, up the bar ante uh, for uh, what you're expecting in, in, in cinema would you agree jade Absolutely. Absolutely. When I think about like where Machinima was, um, you know, when I got into the game in late 2016 and where it is now, it's it's light years ahead. And, and what we saw back then was amazing, but they have definitely raised the bar. Everybody that's here tonight. Oh, uh, thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you. So before we get into each of the individual um, videos, I want to ask if you a, a couple of questions. So the first one, I'll go to Zark uh, Media. Do you have any formal uh, backgrounds and studies in any, any of the disciplines for when it comes to making cinema? And if yes, where did you learn it? If not, what inspired you to learn it? Um, no formal background, no. Uh, I have been, uh, I'm 36 uh, years old now, I think, uh, yes, <laughs> and since I was, since I was 19, me and a group of friends have been doing, uh, we've been doing improv, uh, so acting like, uh, yeah, improvisational acting, uh, where you have to make up a story as you go, and, and I feel I can use that, uh, quite a lot, actually, when, when making videos, especially when I make the, uh, the character Oliver has like a little uh, vlog series where he, uh, like, well, he does little social social media vlogs from around the verse, and I can really use improv in uh, in those situations to like, if I mess up, I can uh, <laughs> just change the story along as I go, and yeah, editing and cutting I couldn't do at all two years ago, so that's just been a lot of yeah. watching YouTube tutorials and. Yeah. Two years, nice. Okay, so uh, Roger from Building Up Monkey, same question to you. Do you have any formal background or studies in these disciplines? If yes, where did you learn it? If not, what inspired you to learn it? Uh, do you mind if I, uh, as the I'm, I'm off camera as well, <laughs> uh, but for a drift, yes, uh, audio design for a cup for I don't know uh, seven years or so, and then. Got into video editing and working in, in editing for uh, about seven years. Well, more like 10 years now. Gosh, I'm getting old. Uh, myself, okay. no, yeah, I'm the writer for Adrift. I haven't had any, I would say, professional experience, but I've done just a lot of writing over the years for various contests and competitions and things like that and, you know, fun stuff. Um, but this is the first time I'm I'm really seriously writing anything like a machinima at this scale i made a mistake everyone i i forgot to go through each one so we have roger and fifth for a draft from barely that monkey we have rex and netty from elite expeditionary sorry about that oh that's okay yeah i'm roger that's tage who's bushwicked i think yeah hi yeah <laughs> okay uh, yeah, so, uh, did you want to, uh, continue on for the question or did you cover it? I think we covered it. Okay. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> Thanks. All right. So start jump, uh, Graham, I, I believe it's just Graham on, 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 on this part. We have eight people. <laughs> so we, I believe it's just Graham, right? Yep. Just Graham. Okay. Or you can call me star jump. Yeah. Either way. Okay. <laughs> so do you have any uh, formal yeah. backgrounds and, oh, go ahead. 
Yeah, I've I've worked in film and television for like twenty years. Um, I've worked on everything from uh, TV shows to um, full length feature film, like Hollywood feature films, to independent uh, films, both big and small. So it's probably a lot of stuff you've heard of, and probably a lot of stuff you uh, haven't heard of, and probably should never heard of because it's somewhat terrible. Um, but yeah, quite a bit of training there. Um, most of my training though is is from a um, sort of a, an art director standpoint. So handle a lot of design and, 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 and whatnot and visual effects, but I do a little bit of 3D and I do a little bit of animation, obviously, which is what we see in the star jump work. Um, so yeah, I have, I have a lot of disciplines actually. Uh, you know, over the years, I just try to pick up more and more skill sets. I originally went to school though for audio. So um, I went to, you know, college as like an audio engineer, audio designer, so. And b before we move on, I just want to say thank you for letting us in um, ball your in Endeavor work that we use on our Endeavor show. And your, show, your Endeavor show was awesome. So, so we, we hope people ch ch check them out for that as well as uh, everything out there for, for sure tonight. Yeah, appreciate, you. yeah, no worries, no worries. I mean, we, um, I mean, one of the things that Star Jump for sure with us is, is the stuff we create we like sharing it you know and you know we're working on a fleet viewer as well and it's all about kind of getting it into other people's hands to do their own stuff with so so from expedition we have rex and netty so the same question for you two do you have any formal education or background studies in, in, in any of these disciplines or if yes where did you learn it if not what inspired you to learn it Oh, specifically when it comes to Natronics, he's the one that actually, he was the mastermind behind the entire project. He put everything together, gave me all my lines. I know that he works professionally uh, as an MFA in production. Uh, I think it was the University of uh, Southern California in the cinematic arts. So he's, he's an actual professional. Uh, when it comes specifically to my voice acting, I just started doing things like this with Natronics and my friend Nettie. Okay, thank you. Uh, Jay, do you want to take the second question? Sure, absolutely. So this question is uh, one that I've been per personally curious about. Have you ever created cinematics or machinima for any other games? And if so, what? Starting with um, Jack Media. Uh, uh, yeah, do you have a short video. answer to this one? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what really inspired me with with Star Citizen was the the VoIP actually, uh, or the VoIP, sorry. Um, and I haven't seen that really this fleshed out in another game uh, before. So yeah, this is the first game I do machinima. Okay. Would anyone else uh, like to answer that? Uh, Tage from Adrift. We actually. Uh, well, I'm not sure if you helped Roger, maybe you did, but we produced a short that was like a sniper, uh, like battle for Counter Strike. I believe Counter Strike, it was like yeah, one, that was that was you one and me, one point three yeah. or one it was a long, long time ago. Yeah, this, and is, then, yeah. uh, <laughs> this is yeah, 2001, I think. Yeah, and yeah. uh, we, we would take a, a screenshot, right, and just like cut out little pixels and move them around and stuff like that. It was made in Flash, but that was, yeah. I think that's our only, well, we did some test things with Planet we did Side 2. Planet Side 2, yeah, that was Yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. But this is our first serious endeavor with it. We're, this is the first project we actually completed, you know. 
Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Amazing stuff. Yeah. Yeah for, me, yeah, for me, it's been mostly just like podcasts and stuff and other and other games and other communities. Um, for Arma 3, um, me and Ender, who's also in Star Jump, we, uh, we ran a podcast that was pretty, po- probably the most popular one in the community. We had the developers on quite a few times, including like the game director and stuff. And we were really tight with, with uh, the Arma 3 developers um, before we moved over to Star Citizen. So... That's awesome. I mean, there's yep. definitely overlap between uh, Arma and Star yep. Citizen. Yeah. Yep. Got everyone for that question? Uh, same for so. the Expeditionary. Oh. Nate said he'd, he'd done some animation work before, but for the rest of us who participated, yeah, first time. Okay, cool. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so now I think we're going to go into um, the, watching the videos. Uh, first up, we have um, a, a drift from B- Belly Not Monkey Production. So here we go. Warning, suit malfunction. Warning, suit malfunction. Warning, suit malfunction. Stabilizers malfunction. Stabilizers malfunction. Thrusters malfunction. Warning, heart rate above suitable levels. Unable to divert power to life support. Warning, unable to divert power to life support. Initiating system restart. I'm sorry, Dad. pay for this ship before you blow it up? At this rate, I'll never get to blow it up. Ha ha, hearty har, aren't you hilarious? 
can't do this forever, Dad. I know. Now let's vacuum up and get on to the next one. At least I have an old windbag to keep me company. Hey, Pearl, 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 shh, shh, shh. What? Clear the comms. You hear that? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Gross! That's <laughs> uh, teriyaki. show some hadronite on this surface. Yeah? That's great. Yeah, I'm going to hand extract. I'll do it. You need a break. What? No. You're up there in what? Your underwear just drinking hooch or something and just singing away? Wait. We have hooch? I'm all geared up. I got it. It's real special. Oh shit. Oh shit. Good morning, sunshine. While we wait for tea, can you please tell me why you had your beam cramped so high? Can you tell me why you ignore every safety protocol? Perhaps explain me why you don't just kill me now and save me the heart attack. Pearl? Here we go. 
Started, do I get to keep it? I know how to weld. Honey, Jesus Christ couldn't resurrect this mess. Well, he was a carpenter. I'm a mechanic. Imagine me running trades in this bad boy. Ah! And there's the first body. I'm on it. Wait, this guy's alive. What? He's breathing, but barely. His oxygen suit levels are out of whack and his power readings are almost zero. If I get him back to the Virginia fast, there's a chance I can stabilize him. You should come with me. Someone needs to keep looking for survivors and you know the medical stuff. How's your oxygen? You were mining for a while. I'm at like 80%. Like 80%? 80%, all right. I'm good. Fine. But you check the crew quarters and get your ass back to the ship. Am I clear? Crystal. for nervous system conditions. Currently illegal in some systems. Approximate value, 200,000 UEC. Holy. You're in the cargo bay, aren't you? No! Yes. Huh. I was looking for... Survivors? Yes, of course. What? Now? There could be survivors in the cargo bay. Are there? No. Crew quarters, stat. Hey, Dad. Still no bodies, but none of the escape pods have been ejected. This guy couldn't have been flying a rig this size alone, right? It's an undocumented ship. It's not like he was following fleet protocol. And how is he? Stable and still unconscious. I think he'll be fine. What about you? How's your O2 level? Yeah, I'm fine. Hey, Pearl. Yeah? You, uh, you want me to sing you a song? <laughs> no. No, don't you dare. Ah! <laughs> okay, okay. I will hurry, I promise. I will hurry if you just shut up. Dad, I'm seeing scorch marks. 
coming from inside the hole. We don't hear you fast, Kurt. Yes, my bad. Oh, uh, Drift is a, <laughs> a, a, a Star Citizen Cinema four-part miniseries, AdriftSeries.com. The visuals are captured and from, from a massive interactive video game that you can download and play right now. The game is called Star Citizen. Uh, the question I have for the Adrift makers is what made you go with the father-daughter as lead actors? That's on you, Roger. Sure. Uh, I'm noticing my, my face is kind of really lagged. You, is my voice seem pretty responsive? It's pretty. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, okay. Yeah, we, we really wanted a relationship, you know, for, for this machinima. And we kind of wanted to bring it to a lower level than I think um, what Star Citizen is great at. You know, big fights, you know, a lot of, a lot of high adventure and high action. We kind of wanted to bring it down to something, you know, lower to the common man kind of thing. And we felt that if the father-daughter relationship of a, of a girl who's 
been stuck on this mining rig for who knows how many years and is just ready to for some adventure, ready for something higher was a good place to start. And I think that, sure that, yeah, <laughs> and that family tension we felt was a, was a great basis of, of storytelling. And then from there, we can launch the series and we've got more coming where some of that higher adventure will be involved in. I noticed that uh, uh, Star Citizen CIG also is trying to bring some family family dynamics into the game with one of them um, commercials for the, I think it was the Rock DS. Um, they had a, a mother reading a story to, 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 to her, her, her son. So I, I, mean, I think that's uh, probably casting on. Yeah, well, there's so much diversity with, you know, how open the world is and all the things you can do. So I think, you know, what's so awesome is that I think we'll get sort of a whole spectrum of, you know, small asteroid mining life and like, you know, high intention, a high tension, like Bubba Fett bounty hunting kind of experience. So uh, we're just kind of starting out, you know. I love okay. the data about this video, by the way, because to me, videos like this, like these characters were believable right from the start. And I think part of that was because of the story and you know, how you set it up. Um, so yeah, more please. Cool, thanks. <laughs> We're working yeah. on it. <laughs> so the next question for the uh, drift maker, they're the, um, building that mon monkey production, by the way. Uh, can you talk a little bit of production of the work? Like, uh, what, give us some behind the scenes for it? Yeah, um, I wish I could show you some behind the scenes, but we're, uh, my computer's down right now, which is why I'm not on face as well. But, um, you know, we kind of just approached it in a, uh, I guess, in sort of an animation production method where we recorded or we did scripting and we did a what's called an animatic where we animate the storyboards and have the, the voice kind of like, designed and and in a good place before we started working in star citizen um because we wanted to have this like really relatable rhythm to the dialogue and we just you know kind of you know you make that radio cut first and then our process was to then work in the uh the star citizen and shoot and reshoot and reshoot um to try to bring it all together thank you and last question for now is when can we expect the next project? We're saying, uh, I think we're, we're shooting for like the end of February. Um, that's maybe ambitious, but we're, we want to move faster than we did on the first time and kind of apply the lessons we learned um, from making part one. Um, unfortunately, we all have, you know, full-time jobs and we're doing this part-time and we're, you know, it's just a couple of family and friends. Um, and you know, I, I know the appetite because of Netflix and the like is like, okay, where's the next one? Uh, but we just hope, uh, people have patience to stick with us and see the story to the end. Cause it will be good. We hope. So yeah, a lot of work, Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, you can tell like a lot of work went into editing. I was just real curious. How, how many hours of editing? <laughs> I didn't log it because I uh, would that would probably make me crazy. But, um, you know, toward the end, I was kind of editing as fast as we were filming. And that kind of became part of the process because, you know, I wanted to make sure that the scenes would work or the emotes would work. And especially because of the conditions would change, like we would shoot 
you know, part of the scene on one night and then another on the, on the other. And sometimes just like the light was wrong and that's something you can't control shooting yeah. in a live environment. Um, so we did a couple of reshoots and there was a lot of editing, but, um, you know, it was just, it's what I do in my job as well. So I just like work like night, late nights. And I actually filmed and added like, I think three shots the morning before we published. So it's, it's like oh, wow. right up to the end. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I think, I think so much of the time was filming in the live environment. Um, and probably everyone on this in the stream right now could could attest to that that the unexpected happens right um you, you'll either get disconnected or with us we relied heavily on foit and uh because of that there were times where especially if two people were talking in the same scene you know one of them worked and one of them didn't or you could not read someone else's foip like if i was filming myself i could see my mouth move just great but if tage was filming me it it wasn't working and so the amount of trying to get that to work was, was a, a large percentage of the time it took. And yeah, lots I think, of relogging. That, yeah, yeah. I think as the, as the game keeps uh, polishing, it'll just make us work even better. Absolutely. Crossed. I apologize for everyone I, I missed before, but I want to thank Galactic Enterprises for the raid. Thank you very much. And thank you for all the first time subscribers and first time followers and first time chatters. I appreciate it. Thank you for your support. Um, you're talking about um, when can we expect your next project? Um, my, my thought is it, it, it's the same that everyone is, is used to the Netflix model where they just dump everything at once, like <laughs> yeah. the, the whole the whole season. It, you, you can't really expect that for cinema makers, right? Yeah, I mean, I, actually, I wish we could. Like, I wish we could produce like four episodes all, all at once, or three, and then be producing the fourth so that we could release them like in a uh, quick order. But the technology changes so much also that <laughs> we sort of like, uh, we need to, I don't know, like the, uh, the technology changes. So we sp spacing them out like this is almost like, you know, cause like the, uh, medical gameplay is totally changing. So like, you know, we sort of have to re-strategize how we're going to keep everyone on set or, you know, um, things like that. Do you worry about the upcoming DNA uh, face changes to your characters? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, but we all, you know, we just will approximate as much as we can. And, you know, we have our spreadsheets and screenshots so that hopefully we can recreate them uh, to a, a degree that it doesn't bother viewers. Wonderful. Thank you. And Matt, doll, thank you for the five subscriptions. We appreciate it. Everyone say everyone who got one from me say thank you to Matt, doll. Okay, up next we have Overclock from Elite Expeditionary. I'm gonna read the um blurb. It's by Natronics and EE Studios or Elite Expeditionary Studios. This is the first episode in the original series, film entirely in game with limited 2D VFX to enhance storytelling techniques. So we're going to go with that now. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Ava, it's Nate. 
Look, I know you're on terminal leave right now, but I need to ask you a favor. It's a lucrative one if you'd only answer the phone. There's some very bad people about to do some very bad things. I need someone like you, with your experience, to go make sure it doesn't happen. The lead is spread too thin with this pyro stuff, and Stan's security and all their wisdom can't handle it. So give me a call back. Please. Uh, you're uglier than I thought. But I suppose that comes with the territory. Grifter says you've got more blood on your hands than a fat kid with a fistful of ice cream. I need the money. Yeah, yeah, that's what the last guy said. And then he tried taking a five-finger discount on the goods. Ended up with his head in a vice. <laughs> Talk about ground beef, eh? I do not waste time. Yeah, all right, look. All you gotta do is head out to reclamation and disposal. Snatch a case of slam from one of our boys, the traders. Once you get the goods, haul them back here, and you'll get that payday you've been waiting for. Very well. One more thing. Our trader out there, now he's a fruit loop, but he's been real good at getting us what we need when we need it. So make sure he makes it out of that place in one piece. Eh? Here's another on the house. Looks like you could use it, no offense. Thanks, but I gotta make a call first. Ava, it's about time. How much? Name your price. After this, I won't ask for anything more. Promise. I guess I could go for one last trigger pull. What is it this time? Another trespassing violation that Hurston security can seem to handle themselves? Sort of. You in a secure spot? Everyone here is drunk. Look, we've got intel of a drug trade about to go down out at Reclamation and Disposal Warrant on Hurston. Looks like one of Grifter's guys is playing for a rival gang, which, what it's looking like, means they're working together now. We need to make sure that doesn't happen. Send everyone a message how it's gonna be if they wanna go down that road. How many? Two, maybe three, but nothing you can't handle. When? As soon as you can get there. Deal's supposed to go down sometime tonight. Not sure I'll be sober by then. Not sure I need to know that. Look, I really appreciate this, Ava. Like I said, just name your price and I'll make it happen. Nah, it's not about the money, boss. 
ever was. Air actual. This is Ops. The airspace is clear. Copy that. How long are you guys in station tonight? Got a pull off once you arrive. Boss wants us on the pyro raid tonight. Well, good luck with all that. Guess I'll give you my report in the morning. Roger that, Corsair. Good luck tonight. Give a bell. Come on, Eva. 
shit! Albatross, this is Reaper Actual. Airspace is clear, but we've got a break station soon. Albatross, copy all. Should be an easy pickup, then we're out of here. Hey, Miss Last Word, Albatron. Hey now, don't jinx us. Albatross, wheels down. Bulldog team cleared off. Roger, Albatross. Bulldog team, on me. You know the drill. Keep an eye out on those junk piles. Scavenger gangs love to camp places like this. Bulldog team is last man, moving to package. Bulldog actual. One minute till Reaper team's got a break station. Bulldog team has identified the body. Confirmed to KIA. Jesus, Ava. I should have never sent you alone like this. Hey, boss. We're pretty exposed out here. Permission to push into a defensive suite? Yeah, boss. This place don't feel right. We'll find whoever did this. I promise. Axel, carrier inside. All units, Bulldog team has the package. Moving for exfil. Bulldog team, you're clear to board. All last man. Last man. So good. Amazing. Yeah. Very cool. It's great. Thank you. Thank you. So I have a few right. questions. Um, yeah, so you, you've created four episodes of Overclock. So people, this was just the first episode. If you've not seen this series, definitely go on YouTube, watch all of it. It's amazing. Um, how many hours would you say you've invested in the Overclock project so far? Okay, well, I know uh, there's two different answers. One for Natronics, who's currently not here. He told me that he invested around 50 hours total, around 50 for each episode. And then I know for me personally, I've worked about five hours, maybe six specifically on this episode, just for the voice act. Wow. Hmm. Amazing work. Absolutely amazing. Can you t talk a little bit about the uh, production of the work? Um, if, if there's... Uh behind-the-scenes video or anything? Um, yeah, we're running the behind-the-scenes video now. Okay. 
break, break down tempo one. Yeah, so what were your thoughts going into the production of this? Uh, I know for Natronics, going into the production for it, he was actually really excited because he was getting over a month or so free time. In the longest time, he's just been working day after day. So this was, in his own words, kind of making sort of like an 80s-style action cartoon inside of Star Citizen. He wanted it to be really serious, but not too serious, and he wanted it just to be fun and action-filled and to really highlight highlight all the things that we really enjoy about the immersiveness of this game. Well, and then, yeah, mission accomplished. Sorry, continue. <laughs> no, I was going to say, and then personally, just for me, this was the first project that I was actually able to voice act a lot. And, and just, I had the biggest, funnest blast with it all the way. Even when I was arguing with myself in character, it was a lot of fun. So was this your first voice acting project ever, or just in Star Citizen? Actually, no. This was just the first, uh, the first time I had been involved deeply in the episodes. Uh, I actually did three separate commercials uh, on our website. Not, well, not just on our website, but also YouTube at Elite Expeditionary. Um, just a, you know, commercials for the org, and then shortly afterwards, he came to me and asked me if he wanted me to be more, more involved in this series that he was calling overclocked and i was like absolutely i want more on the subject of voice acting one of the things that struck me uh from the start with this was how close to the in-game voice of wallace clem uh i don't know who did that voice but that was so close to the wallace clem character that's in the game was that intentional uh i <laughs> see i don't um don't don't hate me uh twitch but i I actually don't know who that is. Okay, the, the guy, the, the, yeah, the, the kind of sketched out, drug-looking guy, bald head. Yeah, so... That's, that's Wallace Clem. I had never heard his voice before. I actually, and I'm, I'm such a PvP nuthead when I play Star Citizen. I do nothing but bounties to make money. And because okay. salvage is not a thing. So yeah. I've never been down there. And so he just said, just pick someone really dirty and gringy. And I said... Obviously, it's someone who digs through the dumpster to eat, to eat crayons. That's the kind of person who'd live down there. It's amazing. That's so amazing that you got that it's close. close. Yeah. When, when you get a yeah. chance, definitely go down there and, and visit him. And uh, by the way, he has lots of those packages that you can sell for a thousand UEC, just letting you know. Ooh. When can we expect to see your next project? Um, I know right now, uh, Nate has told me that the next season has already been planned out. It's just the issue of having the same block of time that he wants to invest in the next season as he did with this one, because he had so much free time and he was able to plan it out and push it out in a timely fashion that he wanted to. I know that immediately he's going to want to start working on sort of personalized stories for some of the characters until we can reach that big window of time to push out the next season. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, like a deep dive into these characters. Um, you know, you, you've done really well at developing them so far. I'd love to see that. So, Thank you. Yeah, very, very much looking forward to it. So right now I'm running the Overclock um, background sample. Can you give us any information about, this, about these two videos? I have um, the, the first two samples. Specifically, oh, go ahead, Nettie. 
I was going to say not so much about these specific scenes, um, but in terms of the filming process, Nate uh, made a lot of use of the various people around in our orgs discord. Um, they were around maybe <clears throat> four to five, six uh, actual voice parts in each episode, uh, a little bit more in the later ones. But in terms of actual filming, it was just people who were around, people who were available doing all of the non-speaking parts and flying the ships and running around and so on. And these sort of happened maybe two or three hours a day during oh. the, the release cycle. Uh, and then Nate would spend around double that editing and coloring and doing the sound design and so on. Okay, thank you. Yeah, oh, by the way, good use of the lore of the dusters. Uh, yeah, really writing cool. that into the story. All of you do amazing work, and I can never even hope to aspire to. So, props to all of you. Thank you. So, up next, go ahead. Okay. No, go ahead. Uh, uh, up next, we have Thoughts Up Station, the Aegis Dynamics 2951 cinematic. This is the full Aegis Dynamics 2951 Invictus cinematic. So, here we go.
And we're back. That was from Aegis Dynamic. My goodness. Uh, <laughs> I just want to point out, we have a first-time chat from Python, Christian J. He says, I don't know who makes better videos to sell SC better, CIG, or the fans. I can't. <laughs> it's, it's really a toss-up. I think that's a high compliment to, 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 to give our Mr. Uh, Maker. Jay, you, you, you had a response to them. You, you want to repeat what you said? Yeah, it's a it's a constant push pull between between the two, and we're all better for it. I mean, we we've seen this over the years. You know, Bulkheads does a video, CIG hires part of Bulkheads, then they start doing the cinematics or the cinematics team, and then another crew of machine makers. You know, then take their place, and it's just a constant push pull of of raising the bar, and we're all better for it. I love it. I agree. Yeah. Definitely. So, question, question for Graham and Star Jump. Your videos for Drake and Aegis were well received by the Star Citizen community, and in some ways, inspired backers to spend some spend more money. Tell us about tell us about the community response to them. Yeah, it's been good. I mean, the whole the whole point behind the videos was to um, obviously, where Machinima, you get a chance to be very like uh, story driven and narrative. Um, the goal be behind these cinematics was more to give people a way to, um, you know, see their ships that they've pledged all this money for or whatever that they, you know, dream about owning in the future and kind of see them in action beyond just, you know, the JPEGs we all know that, <laughs> you know, that we end up owning in our hangars sometimes for years. So, um, in that regard, the, the fan uh, reaction has been really uh, great because People are like, oh, it was finally, it was cool to finally see this this ship do something other than just sit in a, a piece of concept imagery, um, you know, that's that's been on the website for you know five years or whatever, um, and and that's that was the goal with the Drake and the Aegis cinematic. Now, as I move into the future, um, we are going to start like doing some more story stuff and actual like narrative stuff, character stuff. Um, inside these cinematics, but you know, at least up to now, it was kind of all about the ships. Cool. Uh, so you're doing, going to do more voice and flips too? Yeah, but actually, the the Drake cinematic had a VO recorded for it um, by a pretty well known VO VO artist, and it was all done, and it was it was working and in there. And I think someone on on the Adrift team uh, talked about how, like that morning, they made some changes. You know, before they published, I think it was that the probably two hours before I pushed the Drake cinematic out, um, I ended up scrapping the VO completely and changing the audio and almost doing a complete re-edit in in two hours. And I, it was mainly just because I kept having this thing, this voice in the back of my head telling me this wasn't working, this isn't working. Um, so it was probably a rash decision just to completely rip it out. But, um, you know, going forward, we do want to get that type of stuff in there to make it feel a little bigger. And again, give you some sort of story to follow. I mean, there is a story in the Age of Cinematic, but it's really loose and, um, it's it's more just about a series of like events happening, you know, one after the other, more than a, a specific like narrative storyline that you're supposed to follow. So it's a it's a lot of eye candy, but um, hopefully we'll we'll change that moving forward. Boogie Rex, thank you for the hundred bets. I wonder who that is. <laughs> thank you, Boogie Rex. <laughs> it's not me. Identity fraud. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> So, uh, Graham, can you tell us a bit about, about the um, production of the work? 
Yeah, so um, it kind of all starts from getting the hollow models, and most of the stuff are hollow models from the website. Um, the RSI website, when you go to a ship and you go down to the, you know, the hollow viewer and you can see it populate up there, much like the ships you see in game and, and the, you know, in the hollow viewers at IAE and Invictus and stuff, it starts with those and they, and they come in kind of rough and, and, um, they have no textures on them or anything like that. And I work in a program called Cinema 4D, so I have to bring them, and that's kind of un very unique platform to be working from from where CIG is coming from and and how their ships are, are built for the engine so I pretty much have to retexture everything from scratch and rebuild you know large parts of the ships from scratch um, especially ships like the Endeavor and the Crucible and, and the Polaris and stuff like that so I usually spend a long time getting the ships all built for a cinematic and I which I think for the Aegis one I think is about 65 ships and mm -hmm. then I move into an animatic that was discussed uh, by previous people on here, move into an animatic and I start kind of roughing it out. And usually I'll pick like a scratch track audio, you know, example that may, may maybe isn't like the final song, but is just something that has the, the tone. And then I just start animating and it's just animating and animating and animating. it's a lot of animating and as i'm animating stuff as soon as i finish i sh i send it off to be rendered um everything gets rendered on the cloud um using cloud-based render farms so i have to send it off to the cloud and that may chug along for two hours or 18 hours or 65 hours or whatever uh per shot and mm. then as i'm animating new shots i'm pulling down stuff that's been rendered and starting to composite that and when I render stuff, everything's separated. So the stars in the background are, are a layer, the ship is a layer, and then all the shadows are the, on the ship are a layer. So I have to bring all those layers in and sandwich them together and start, you know, making it look halfway decent. Um, all while trying to balance how much it costs to render the shots. So, because I'm not doing this in, in engine, I'm doing it in 3D uh, software. So. I have to render all that stuff and the rendering isn't free. So there's a cost associated with that. So whenever I do a shot, I'm judging, you know, how much is this going to cost and how much detail and fidelity do I put into it? Um, you know, to stay drink. within my budget. Yeah. <laughs> uh, up to staff, thank you for the gift job. to appreciate it. Uh, so final question. Well, I have a, another question. How long did it take you to make this um, video, the Aegis Dynamic video? Well, I've, I've been asked that a lot, so I did some calculation. It was about 180 hours of actual, like, work. It was about three, it was essentially about three months. I'd usually do about five nights a week, and I'd do it for about three hours every night. I'd work on stuff. Sometimes more, sometimes less uh, on any dependent week. So all total, about 180 to 200 hours. But it was about 4,000 hours of rendering, so it was a lot oh of God. rendering. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, going forward, I, I plan on using other solutions for that, uh, you know, especially like I'll be leveraging the Unreal Engine a lot for the next one. So, oh, that makes sense. Um, yeah, the rendering will be free in that regard because it's a real-time engine. So. so when can we expect your next project? Um. Well, we, we have a lot of projects in development. We, you know, we have our fleet viewer project, 
that we're working on, um, which will be for the community so everyone can visualize their fleets using the cinematic assets, uh, much like Starship 42, only instead of hollow, hollow models that have some color on them, these will actually be the cinematic assets. You'll be able to build your own fleets and stuff. Um, the good thing about that is that as I'm getting through all the ships for the fleet viewer, it's I'm finishing them all for cinematic works too, as you know. So, um, I am in pre-production on like on the RSI cinematic, and if I had to guess, it'll pr I'm probably going to try to um, work it to be released during Invictus of next year, which is a longer production time than I've ever done because usually about three months to make one. So this will be about five months, but the RSI cinematic is going to have a lot of stuff that's never really been seen before in our in the in my cinematic. So it'll have like planetary surfaces. I'm going to have um, Titan suits. There's a whole Titan suit sequence in it. Um, so that stuff that people have never seen. So yeah, yeah, I can't wait for that. So yeah. you, you mentioned your other project, the, the, the hangar link. That, that's the other one, right? Yeah, so that's a project we have. Um, uh, Starlet, one of the members of Starjump, she kind of made that, and it's for CCU chaining. But we're also building our free, fleet viewer into that. Um, we're aiming to have the first release of the fleet viewer probably end of January, beginning of February. And then um, Starjump Ender, who's in chat, Ender's a longtime friend of mine. We've played tons of games together. Um, we are working on a, a series called Starjump Chronicles, which is essentially just um, an umbrella name for machinimas that we're doing that are in game now we're going to kind of um do some 3d visual effect and, and like post-production work on them uh but we're taking our time with the first one it's one of ender's stories uh but we're taking our time with it because as you've probably seen from the overclocked and adrift stuff they're really really hard to do is what we're learning <laughs> and they take a lot of time um how how those guys can get uh, control of the camera and game as well as they do is nothing short of amazing, not to mention all the FOIP challenges and stuff. So with Star Jump Chronicles, we are working on it, but we're definitely taking our time with it and not rushing it. Obviously, the bar is set super high by all these content creators. So, <laughs> you know, we're just we're just experimenting right now and, and recording and starting to do some editing and stuff. Uh, so, yeah. I'm not trying to put anyone on a spot here, but I think it might be a good idea to have like a Machinima Makers Coalition or group or something, something like that. Probably like a help group. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to, to join, to talk, talk there, about this stuff, share ideas. And there, there are a lot of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's a lot of great um, Discord communities out there of like Star Citizen creators, but it kind of runs the gamut from 3D printing to, you know, just working on ships to kit bashing and stuff. And there's a lot of great technical help out there. I, I definitely... One person I need to thank for these cinematics ever getting done is someone who goes by the name of VMXEO. He probably doesn't want me calling him out, but I did. You know, he's building ways to get um, ship assets and stuff in a format that I can work with faster than what it would be doing all from scratch. So, you know, big thanks to him. But there's a lot of people out there who are really willing to help on this stuff, so. Uh, thank you for the subscription, local representative. Appreciate it. I just to remind people, we are taking viewer questions. If you click on the Eclipse down below and cl click on the viewer question, you can ask our guest uh, a, a specific question. So that'll be saved until the end, the end of this show. Uh, I just want to say, oh, okay, so for next, we're doing uh, Dark Media. We're doing a visit to Lawville Metro Center. Uh, and you're doing Hurston Transport. They're getting two because they're relatively short. 
but the uh, blurb for the visit to Lowville Metro Center, I had nothing better to do while waiting for Russell's next report than to visit Lowville Metro Center. This place is very un un unlike the CBD, where I've been since the start of my employment with HD, Oliver. And for Hurston Transport, this is a this is part three of Jacques Media's story, A New Beginning, a multi-part video series following news anchor Oliver Jart, who's finding his way after leaving his former employee, the Hurston Dynamic, the Hurston Broadcast Network. So we're going to go with those two. This is sanctioned. 
And we're back. You want to take over, Jade? Absolutely. Well, now it's almost like that scene in the in the Matrix where, like, you you realize what they really are, what what's really going on. And uh, for people who aren't familiar with the Hurston lore, that that is the Hurston dynamics lore right there. Um, so, Oliver, tell us uh, why you picked Hurston of all planets to establish Stanton today. Well. Um... After uh, after deciding that I wanted to do a, a, a FOIP news network or a news channel, I started looking around for for like a spot to I had because I had no experience with with uh, uh, making videos like this. You can see in the middle here, um, it's a little sneak peek of of the next show that's coming. Um, but back back then, like two years ago, I had no no experience whatsoever. So I wanted to find a spot that, uh, for me at least, inspired to uh, uh, inspired like an environment for news, and I found it in in the CBD, the Central Business District in Lorville, uh, where there's a. Uh, I'm sure you've all seen it. You go to like the super fancy place in the Hurston Tower, and and there are like big displays of uh, of statistics and uh, prices of stuff, and it's like in the center and. And so I used that as a backdrop for for Stanton today, or at least the first versions of Stanton today before I I learned how to do green screening in the game, or blue screening is what I do actually. Hmm. Um, so yeah, the first few episodes of Stanton today were in the uh, Hurston <laughs> Central Business District, but then afterwards, because I had no idea, like I started playing this game three years ago. And you, uh, Jade, you were actually one of the first people that I, I interviewed. I think that was for the second or so episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I remember. And you were like, are you posting to the community hub? And I was like, what's the community hub? I had no <laughs> idea about, like, <laughs> about anything, including Hurston lore. So it was like, uh, I think it took like six months or, or something before I... I realized that these guys were actually not the good guys at all. Um, so, uh, yeah, and, but then I, I kept on, I kept on doing Stanton today and, and for the last like six, uh, six months or 12 months, maybe I, I started to like, uh, developing the story for Oliver, uh, to, well, I mean, he's a person after all, and he could probably that was a part of like his uh, his journey of discovering what Hurston actually does. So that's why I picked Hurston to begin with, and and uh, why I'm also moving away from it. And I also want to disconnect my my machinimus from the lore, because uh, you never know what like um, what the the makers of of the game CAG what they do with the lore. I mean, in one patch, Hurston could. Um, I don't know, change their ways or, or or anything like that. And if I establish a story where Oliver is like okay with Hurston and their ways, and Hurston changes, it's gonna be hard to, uh, at least for me to uh, to uh, follow along in that. So I want to disconnect him a little bit and uh, make him more independent. Yeah, I was I was going to ask about that because I've been following you obviously, uh, you know, from from that first uh, or second interview. And just watching, you know, you develop the Oliver's art character and, you know, 
all of all of what you've been doing is amazing. Seeing where you're going with it now, it's it's got me intrigued because you know you are now stepping away from what was a very like distinct brand. Um, does Stanton today continue without being based at Hurston, or are you going to do another news um, you know program? Or I I don't. I don't want you to break anything here if you you know don't want to, but yeah. I'm just really curious about what the future is for Oliver Zark. Oliver Zark is primarily a news reporter, and even though he leaves Hurston, uh, uh, the um, the YouTube channel is called Zark Media because Hurston Dynamics have employed Zark Media to do their news tr uh, show. So Stanton today will it's it stays on Hurston. And Oliver has to uh, come up with something else on his own. Okay. Well, real quick, well, real, oh, sorry, go ahead. real quick, Jade. I just want to say thank you to His Divine Shadow for gifting us up to Driz. So thank you, His Divine Shadow. Appreciate that. Go ahead. Thank you. Will there still be a Stanton today as well as what Oliver does? Um, I mean, he do he doesn't take it with him. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and the story, the story is actually going on now. It's fourteen episodes, so it's two, uh, an episode every day for two weeks. And I think today we are on episode seven. But you will have your question answered about what happens to Stanton today uh, within a few days. Amazing, intrigued, and I can't oh. wait. Can you talk a bit about? Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I was wondering if you could talk a bit about the production of of the work you're you know showing right there um, what goes into it. I mean, I know a whole ton of work goes into this. Uh, could you talk a little bit about what we're seeing here? Um, yeah, definitely. there there are lots of different things, but basically what i what I put together in this video is uh, the transition from filming Oliver uh, in a hangar in Microtech uh, where I found a spot where the background is, is pretty evenly blue. So I can, uh, in Premiere, I cut that background out and I move him into what was uh, up until recently the studio for Stanton today. And I recently learned how to do it in Unreal Engine. So that's what you see here at the end. And that's the, the next project or what this will uh, culminate in or to. I'm not oh, wow. an English speaker, so yeah, <laughs> I don't know hey, how to say that. Not being but, a, an yeah. English speaker, you do like amazing. I would never yeah, have known. I agree. Yeah, I, I didn't know. Okay. All right. Great. <laughs> and um, this, I feel kind of funny asking this next question because I kind of know a little bit of the answer. Um, when can we expect to see your next project? And maybe you could tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the um, the storyline that's going on right now uh, it will end uh, in seven or eight days, and the last the last episode will like hint or show a little teaser of what's to come, and then the the actual new news show is gonna come out in January. So um, I'm gonna have a little bit of a holiday break. Did that would that holiday break perhaps take you to New Babbage? Oh, right. That project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we were, uh, yeah, we were filming a Luminalia video earlier today and uh, uh, you were in it. 
Jay, yeah. that was amazing. Thank you. Um, it's uh, 3 a.m. here, so I'm a little bit mushy in uh, in my brain. So. No worries. <laughs> so that's why. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it, I was super excited, so I wouldn't be able to sleep uh, anyways. But um, the Luminalia video will will come out, uh, uh, I think, around the 20th or 22nd. Luminalia, the holiday Luminalia in the lore starts on the 22nd and you celebrate for, for three days. And you celebrate... Uh, an old Banu tradition where you light uh, certain traditional lights and you put them outside your your ships or your homes to signal to people passing by that you're you're opening up your home to them and they're part of your organization or your suli it's called in, in Banu. Um, so we did a, a video celebrating um, Luminalia with a lot of different human orgs instead of Banu suli. So that will come out around the 20th. Well, my Suli is your Suli. So uh, I was very happy to be invited along. And I know that video is going to be amazing just from, from what I saw. So do look forward to that, everyone. When it's out, it's going to be amazing. Over to you, Fastcart. Thank you. Uh, so we have some viewer questions on our, on our way. So um, here's Divine Shadow ask. Has Cloud Imperium approached any of you, and have they offered assistance or encouraged you in any way? Or anyone can take that. You know, um, they they actually gave to me to uh, be the new voice of Jimmy, you know, with Mr. McCleary. And I told them very politely, no, I can't do it. Not until I get my working reclaimer arm and some salvage. <laughs> and by the way, just star jump. I love you, man. Grim. Thanks. Thanks, brother. Seeing seeing <laughs> that arm worked was the happiest day of my life. I really enjoyed it. I appreciate it. That's that's what it's all about, is making those ships work. Um, yeah. I, I can say that I have been contacted by CIG a couple times by different people within the organization. Um, most of the time, it's to offer encouragement and say they really like what I'm doing and to keep doing it. And they ask the same questions, you know, when what's the next one going to be and this and that. Um, I've had a couple people specifically reach out on specific aspects of the, of the cinematics. Um, for example, you know, someone that worked on, uh, you know, some of the jump gates and stuff had reached out and said, wow, the jump gate looks really close to what we're building and and we kind of went back and forth a little bit and just you know and how i i was able to pull reference from them because essentially i just bring up concept art and try to copy it um in a little bit of a lo-fi way but still copy it and um so that was great encouragement and um yeah just in general they've been the cig um has been very supportive and and uh really great about it cool anyone else my answer is pretty short. Uh, no, <laughs> I haven't heard anything. <laughs> not yet. No, the answer is not yet. That's what it is. Yeah, that's, oh, that's, right. that's right. Not yet, answer. exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure they're going to contact Zark, and he's going to be the one that actually covers the presidential elections mm. in the future. Yeah. Or the Daymar cool. rally. Now that that's official. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, it's official lore. That's really cool. Yeah, so I just want to remind everyone and, and watching, if you click on the Eclipse down below, you, you can ask a question of, of our guy. Uh, our next question comes from his Divine Shadow again. 
Have, do any of you hope to be able to produce content in game when it becomes uh, possible with things like the news brand, the Reliant Mako, or maybe uh, camera drones, etc.? Uh, I'll jump in on that quickly, even though news vans are very relevant to Uzark. And uh, just to say that um, I love shooting in game and I love the idea of creating things like in the game. And as soon as there's, you know, any functionality or, you know, things that, that we can use, uh, we're, we're on it. And uh, that's kind of how we see it. Anyone else? News fan or... You hope you produce content in game when it becomes possible. Yeah, for sure. That that's uh, like my main goal. I will keep doing this until I see my show on one of the screens in game. Definitely. <laughs> Great to hear. Yeah, they promised it, and I'm 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 gonna cash in on that promise. Okay. <laughs> Definitely. But I mean, it's. It's like the perfect game for bringing community content inside of it and putting it on screens and, and uh, yeah, I, I can't see how I could not want to do that. Yeah, I think after the CitizenCon, this past CitizenCon, where they featured commercials uh, made by the community, I, I think that shows what their intent is uh, for the future. So fingers crossed. We'll see you on a big screen. Mm -hmm. yeah, can you ask yeah. the first of the group question, please? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, tell us your favorite or most inspiring Star Citizen cinematic or machinima you've ever seen. They're all here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah that pretty much Honestly. answers the question. Yeah. I can speak hard, for hard space is great. Sorry, I just want to throw that up there. Same, yeah, exact same answer. Agreed. Uh, Nate has talked I... about hard space <laughs> and endlessly. Yes, uh, there was a lot of inspiration there for for Natronics, um, especially in terms of how offbeat it was. Uh, it was something that he hadn't seen in Machine before, and it really inspired him to sort of push things in his own way. And tell us who that is again, please. Hard space. Okay. Yeah. Sonic Temple. Oh, yeah, okay. Sonic Temple, right? Okay. Yeah, it's a very uh, good in it. Anyone else? Uh, in, uh, what is your favorite inspiring Star Citizen cinematic cinema? Um, well, it's, I can't I, say. Oh, go sorry. Ahead, Zark. Yeah. Go ahead, Zark. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Um, for me, I just wanted to drop it here because it's something that benefited me very much. It's not machinima, but there's a guy called DG360 who I think I owe my like half of my subscriber base to because. Uh, when he, I think he's, he looks a lot at Machinima uh, and other Star Citizen content, and uh, has a, quite a sizable base of subscribers. And uh, when he started looking at my stuff, that's when it uh, skyrocketed for uh, at least a little while. So DJ, if you see this, keep looking at my stuff. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but. Hey, man. Um, yeah, that's, I agree. He did that's... the same for me. He did yep. he did the same for me, really pushing my content early on when I only had like two hundred views or something like that. I think he even said when he watched he was watching my video and said, Why does this guy only have two hundred views? So big you know, and everyone out there that supports us is, is really great. So And I just want to say also, I think Zark Media, because I've you know, I 
if I may. Um, it's sort of like executing a concept that just, I think, shows, you know, what can be done and you're like stepping out and, and taking the, all the work on. And, and I think like it just helps everyone else imagine, you know, beyond, you know, the content is great, but also just sort of like what uh, we're going to be able to do or what you can do or what can be done. So, um, you know, I see you do like the cell phone video, like while you're walking, I'm just like, yes. Yes, exactly. So I love it. Thank you. And I, yeah. I personally, I hope to, um, I mean, it's official. It's not fan created, but I did really enjoy CIG's, the reunion um, spots they did. And I, I hope they do more of that stuff. Um, I mean, obviously they do great ship commercials, but I thought that the reunion um, two-parter they did was really cool and that it really brought some story and character into things. So I'd love to see them do more of that. That was pretty inspiring. Just yeah, shoot I it in the live game. game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was that, Jade? Oh, yeah, I said, yeah, I, I love the reunion. I, I've seen a lot of people, um, there were people mentioning it in chat tonight as well. So the, the, love to see that become like its own series. So. Yes. Just from what I've I've heard from people inside CIG, it seems like that was a, uh, you know, something that the 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 team in there that put that together they were really passionate about it and had a lot of fun making it because again it was something a little different, uh, much like much like the Jack spots. I mean, even the Jacks McCleary stuff at this year's IAE seemed to go a little further um, into like storytelling with some weight so um that was cool to see hopefully they're getting to do more of that absolutely yeah. absolutely anyone else before you move on to nick Hudson? yeah i'll i'll try to keep this quick but kind of going back to the to the answer that someone gave before yeah it's pretty much everyone in here but it's all for specific reason for me personally like for zark I really resonate with your media, the way that you portray sort of the first person perspective and the voice acting. I love it. Barely not monkeys. I love your creative style. Star jump, your 3d modeling, compiling ins inspires the imagination of what we want these ships to do, what we think of them doing. And then for overclock, the one that I worked on, it actually allowed me to form my own head cannon to get even more immersed in the universe that we're trying to create. And we just feed off of each other. And eventually, I know, it will just get better and better and better, like a here, snowball here. on a hill. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, Same. absolutely. Mm -hmm. right, for the next question, what can CIG do to the camera mode to can make um, your <laughs> job easier? I was stuck with um, Elite Expeditionary. Uh, uh, what, what, what can CIG do to the camera mode to make your job easier? Uh, I, I don't know about you, Nettie, but I have been told on multiple occasions from Nate, he wants him to get stop getting the camera stuck on the goddamn rocks and terrain when he's moving around. Yeah, Because he'll tell me, he's like, Boogie, I'm, I'm filming. The camera's like 200 feet in the air, and it gets stuck on a rock. I hate it. I'm like, <laughs> I know, Nate. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was one of the probably the biggest time. There's so many things. Oh, have have the camera, or at least have a camera mode um, that doesn't interact with the physical world. That would be a lifesaver. Nate has talked as well about um, having a, 
some sort of creator's mode where we could control a little bit of the the date time of day and lighting and stuff like that i don't know if they would consider that with their vision but it's something that he would have appreciated a lot working in some of the areas that had really short um day cycles and stuff like that true depth of field would be great yeah oh good one yeah oh yeah oh that's a, that is a good one Graham, you have any um ideas for or suggestions for CRG to make your job easier? Well, while I've only really done a lot of the in-game stuff recently, as we're messing around with this um, Chronicles project, which is our in-game machinima stuff, um, I just echo what everyone else said: make you know a little bit better camera controls, maybe some sort of camera control that doesn't interact with the world around you. You know the you know in terms of those collision surfaces and stuff. Um, you know, just recently we tried to shoot something that was in a tight hallway with right. someone right up against. It was so difficult. And I think we <laughs> gave up. I don't even know. I think we're going to rethink that shot. Yeah. But, you know, just stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, for for the 3D stuff that I do, the, the out of game, you know, 3D cinematic stuff. I think it's already pretty cool that CIG has the hollow models available. I mean, it would be great if they made them available with the textures because that would save a lot of work. But um, no, you know, it's just probably the in-game camera stuff, making those controls a little easier. I think there's also the bigger, I mean, for me anyway, shooting in-game, like the the positional information and the fidelity of like where a character is looking, like especially if you're trying to light things, you know, there's like jitter and there's other technological things that I think would actually make shooting much better that aren't actually the camera, although I would love for the camera to improve. Um, but you know, like you can't, <laughs> a character can't even walk straight. Like every two steps they do this like dip to the yeah. side. Right. You know, there's, there's other things that uh, as a filmmaker, I, I hope get better even more so than the camera. Yeah, Although I, I think we could have a whole that. therapy session about the camera. I'm sure. I was going to ask about beyond the camera, what would be the, th the one thing that if you could tomorrow have CIG change it to make your, your life easier or your shots better, what would it be? I'll say uh, selfishly, the headlamp on the helmet that we use used to light yeah. the face and it yeah. no longer does. And it's going to be like, it's like a huge pain in the ass that they changed that. But yeah, that's all I'll say. <laughs> I have a I have a list of things that yeah, I want to, to add to the camera. <laughs> uh, first of all, I would very much need a green screen somewhere in the game with proper lighting. And uh, I mean, you could um, place things in the world, so maybe like a little tripod uh, spotlight or something that I could place on a table or on the floor and. Uh, and shine it wherever I need it. But for the camera mode, uh, I desperately need to be able to release it from the point of interest and be mm. like, camera, sit here, and I can move my character about and yeah. uh, not worry about the camera following my my rotation or my movement. And, and I saw someone in chat pointing out that that could be, uh, from a competitive standpoint, that could be um, uh, a problem. Uh, but they have in Elite Dangerous. They have a mode where where they can you can release the camera from the ship, but you can only do it for 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 a certain amount of distance. Uh, so when the ship moves like twenty meters away, the camera is like oh no more than twenty meters from the ship, and it it like follows 
false alarm with the ship. So that would be my, um, yeah, that's what I would want added to the One camera. of our biggest pains uh, with Barely Not Monkeys Adrift was we need a lot of grouping mechanics. And so getting on the same server because our oh. filming was very uh, mission specific. And so when we couldn't find certain particular missions in the right place at the right time of a, of, a, of a planet's rotation or something, we had to, you know, log on different servers to see who can find the mission, right? Who can find the location, I guess, as it was. And when someone found it, it's like, okay, everyone, hurry, get on the server. And it's full, it's full, it's full. And it would take so long for, uh, to get in to the server. And so even a simple queuing mechanism that where you could say, I want in the server, it's fine. I'll walk away 10 minutes and in 10 minutes I can be logged in the server or something like that would be great. But you have to sit there and click the button and click the button <laughs> yeah. and click the button and hope that you're the next one that gets in because someone else gets in. And boy, there was when there were had to be four or five of us in on the same time, that was maddening. <laughs> Yeah, and like three of those are already in position, and you don't want to take those yeah. out into the main menu to get yeah. in again. Yeah. yeah. I could probably say that, and, and I'm probably the least in here that should even be talking about this, but in my limited experience in game um, at this point, trying to film Machinima, I hope that they continue to iterate and improve the FOIP functionality. Um, I know CIG sometimes will will get something to a certain state and then it kind of goes on ice for a while while they work on tons of other stuff. Um, the FOIP, though, I hope that it doesn't drop off for, you know, extensive periods of time. And they kind of hopefully, you know, at least every year, try to improve it uh, little by little um, so that it gets better and better because um, we just were having tons of issues with it, tons of issues getting it to not go completely ridiculous or work at all. So. Um, yeah, that's, that's that. yeah. I have a question. What patch? Which patch um, was that happening in? Because I'm trying to document it, whether it's getting any better. Because we were testing yeah. it at IAE, and it seemed to be a, a little bit better. It was probably um, before. It was definitely before IAE. It was probably a patch or two before IAE that we were I think messing with it, and it was three thirteen was a patch okay. that changed a lot of uh, functionality. Yeah. Could have been okay. for that. And and other things just like figuring out, and this is probably user error, but just figuring out like how much light do you need on the face? You know, do we need to get people with no beards, you know, to, to, yeah. to, to be able to, I, I, we don't know. We're still trying to learn the FOIP, um, you know, magic sauce that that will give you the best results. So I would, um, I would shave and put lip liner on so that it would track my okay. lips more closely. And um, also, another trick I think I have discovered, which we're going to implement, I have a 60-frame camera, the Logi one, oh. and it has a lot of lip jitter. Like, if you're just sitting there trying with your mouth closed, it's just like, like it's really frustrating. Yep. Um, but a 30-frame camera has way less of that. So yeah. depending oh. on the scene, I'm going to... And you can just switch on the Logi, if you have a 60-frame, you can just switch from 60 to 30 if you down the frame, you get like way less lip jitter. So we're going to be mm -hmm. uh, digging into that for our part two. Which Lodgy? Cool. Uh, it's a little That's square cool. one. I, I wish I remembered oh. off the top of my head. It was, oh, okay. I got it like two years ago. 
I just bought a Brio 4K 60, but I, I noticed that I have to like push a lot of light to my face to get it. Yeah, to that's the that's problem with these. Yes, but also not yeah. too much light. I think you want like a little shadow. So mm -hmm. like a, you kind of want like a quarter front light, I found. Yeah, yeah you want your face to be defined. And I will say that the lip liner thing, absolutely <laughs> genius. I use it anytime I do FOIP. It works perfectly. <laughs> I, I forget I have it on and I'd walk in. Nobody can see your real face. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I forget I have it on and walk in on my wife and she just burst out laughing. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I have lip liner You on. see, this brings out an important two questions. Do you prefer gloss or matte? And then matte. the second question is, what's your favorite flavor? Dr. Pepper. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> His divine shadow. Thank you for the sub. Uh, yes, I just bought. I, well, not just bought, but like six months ago, I bought the Razer TO Pro, the um, the, the for the 4K version, and I I really like the the fidelity rank of it, and it, 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 it's much improvement of my ten year old <laughs> Logitech 910. But yes, it it the, the higher quality ca cameras, or just any camera, especially for uh, work like podcasting. Stuff like you're doing requires a, a, a lot of light. So, yeah. I have the exact same experience. I upgraded my camera, but downgraded my quality hmm. with the same yeah. purchase. Waste of money. 60 frame? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I bought a, a Logitech as well. It was like marketed as a, as a streamer camera and it had 60 frames on, on 720p and 720p was what i used before as well but on 30 frames on a way cheaper camera and but and my face talking, is just it's... i think if you're talking and looking around 60 is great but as soon as your character tries to do like subtle things or like not speak the 30 is better yeah i in my experience 30 is is the best um, yeah, I, in, in all scenarios, for me at least. Yeah, it does more uh, filling, I believe, like approximating where the frame, where the position is. So, we're on the subject of uh, technical tips, can you give one technical tip to aspiring creators interested in making machinima? Um, yes, um, the audio that you record, try to record that separately from your video. Um, because when you sync audio and video, because uh, the the FOIP takes a few, like 10 or 12 frames to actually sync with your movement in your face. So if you don't sync up the audio and, and video, if you have it recorded separately, uh, the, the mouth is going to look like it's lagging. Well, plus uh, performance wise, I think like you'll get a much better performance if you're not having to worry about your face freaking out or like the eyes not tracking right or your lips going awkward so i think exactly. you want to record your voice in an environment where you can like get just get good performance and then worry about secondarily getting the foip to look good on top and then you do all the tweaking in the edit yeah and if you have like a good shot but the audio for some reason if you pop your lips or or if you, I don't know, burp in the middle of the uh, thing, you can still use the shot if it's recorded uh, separately. You can, and like do another audio shoot afterwards and vice versa. Okay. For the last question, 
In the past, we discussed CIG finding a way to make finding a way for videos made by the community to be used within the Star Citizen universe. In what ways would we like to see community community made videos incorporated into the game? Uh, let's go in order. Let's start with Dark Media. In what ways will I mean? It's the screens for me. Uh, I would very much like to have my content on a screen in in the game. Um, maybe if they could flesh out the spectrum more, let it be more integrated. But I know they they've said that that's the plan, and and uh, it's gonna come when it's coming. Uh, barely not monkey production. Yeah, I think uh, GTA Five is basically the model. I imagine like. Um, especially with the travel taking real time, like, you know, I, and in the dream scenario, a drift would be a, like, uh, kind of, um, what you call it, like lore, uh, series that existed, like that people knew about in the verse and, you know, there'd be a poster on the wall when the next episode's coming out, I, you know, pipe dream. Um, but you could like flip through uh, community content like on a channel on your TV while you're traveling and, and for it to exist in the world in that way, I think would be super dope. I agree. Yeah, pretty much the exact same as that for me. I, I would love, um, you know, I, we see things in game like the screens all over stations, but even like, you know, you'll see, you know, video game, you know, arcade cabinets and stuff in some locations. It would be cool if you could have, you know, on those monitors in your ships or in like the bars and certain space stations like the G-Lock bar and stuff up on that TV. If community stuff that was submitted could get streamed through there, but obviously understanding that that content would have to flow through some sort of you know, approval process on, on CIG's end. I mean, I think the stuff they did for IE was a good example of that. They did, you know, put some parameters on what you could submit. I think I didn't end up submitting for it, but I think it had to be, you know, an in, you know, a, you know, a in fiction, you know, commercial or some sort of, you know, they put some parameters on that, but maybe if they did that and had some sort of approval process for it, it would be cool if that stuff would play, you know, in and about the world. You know. Thank you. Elite Expeditionary. I love that idea. Um, I really something I really loved about Elite Dangerous that, that hasn't really hit Star Citizen yet was while you're traveling, you could look at the news, the in lore news that was happening, um, and listen to it while you're traveling around and it was really, really detailed. I'd love to be flying through, you know, I forgot to change the to the fast quantum drive of my ship, so I'm in a fifteen minute jump. And I can watch Zark Media or I can watch uh, Jack Axton's State of Trade at, at the beginning of the week to see what commodities to run. Stuff like that. Heck yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, this is going way back. Like, we're, we're talking eight, ten years of gaming. But uh, if you've ever played a little game called Gary's Mod, right? Because mm. I played a bunch of it. <laughs> and there was a custom job that you would find on some servers where you could play as a television host or a radio DJ. And I think that if we were able to implement that, not necessarily as a job, but something that, you know, kind of like what we did for the event, like Star Jump, what he, they were talking about, have a select few videos that are approved by CIG, have those in circulation. Maybe it could be Zark Media's reports. It could be uh, Arkham Elite Expeditionaries commercials for our org. Or maybe some of the commercials that Star Jump has done 
themselves and then maybe do something as simple as just like personal radio channels that you can get approved for. Like, just like Nettie said it, you're blasting across the verse. You know, you've got some time to kill. You you flick on the radio. And I don't know. Um, and it's like, ah, this is Chevy Case 107.5 flying across the verse. We've got some blue October and some Guns and Roses coming up. But now, time for the traffic. The program director for the People's Radio of Levski, you've got a job anytime you want one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but just... I think going back to that sort of base creativity and giving people an outlet to put it in the game where it's not, it's not forcing it on people. They can turn it on and turn it off, but give them the option to absorb that media and that you just have more, more immersion, more collusion. All right. I'm going to have to take so many drinks from, from this sort immersion, fidelity, keyword, <laughs> like everywhere. <laughs> A scale of this conversation. There's another one. Uh, by the way, uh, folks, we have uh, on our YouTube channel, we're, we're doing a giveaway. We're giving away a, a Constellation Phoenix with 10 year insurance. We're currently at 911 subscribers. We're looking to reach 1,000. And at the 1,000 um, subscriber, we'll be giving away. Um, we'll be, I'll be playing a video to um, give you more details, but if you don't want to apply or comment on this specific video on YouTube. You want to apply to the December 21, 2021 YouTube giveaway video. So here's more information. Right on. Greetings, citizens. I am Griffin Gaming RPG. I'm one of the producers of The Soul Citizens. You're still there. And uh, first of all, I want to say thank you to all of you who have uh, watched us, who have uh, chatted in our chat, who have followed, who have subscribed, and who have tweeted uh, about The Soul Citizens. We really appreciate all the love and support that we've gotten from the Star Citizen community. And uh, during the month of December, we're doing a special promotion. We're doing one of our first promotion giveaways on YouTube exclusively. Uh, where we're looking to um, move our subscribers from, I think we're at 795 to 1,000. Uh, we would love to pick up another 205 subscribers and reach the 1,000 mark for YouTube. Uh, and you can help us do that by sharing this video, by sharing our videos just in general. Uh, and of course, if you we're gonna do a giveaway. Uh, if you'd like to be a part of that giveaway, you should like, you should subscribe, and you should leave a comment in this video. I know it's December 2nd when this video is going out. Um, I should have had it done yesterday, but real life got me busy. Uh, so I'm asking that if you did chat and some, put a comment in the other videos, make, please make sure you do it in this one. Um, and you'll be automatically entered into the giveaway and we'll announce uh, the winner uh, the first week in December on our first uh, show for Soul Citizens on our Sunday show. So like, subscribe, and make sure you leave a comment. You can say hi, hello, you can say good luck, you can say happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, whatever you want to say, uh, Kwanzaa, whatever you want to share, you can share it in the, there and um, we'll definitely let you know who the winner of this wonderful RSI Phoenix, even though I'm an origin person, uh, Phoenix will be. By the way, none of you Soul Citizen team members don't put your name into this contest. <laughs> anyway, uh, happy holidays. Uh, we look forward to seeing you guys in 2022. And we'll also see you in the verse. Take care.
But yeah, thank you for Griffin for that video. Again, this not this video that you're currently watching. This is the um, Cinemaker video. We're talking about the December 21, 2021 YouTube giveaway. So comment on that one to, to try to win. Thank you. And with that, I want to thank all of our uh, guests. And Jay, thank you for being here as, as, as my co-host. Uh, we have... Thank you. We have uh, from Barely Not Monkeys, uh, they produce Adrift. We have Roger Bushwick and Fifth, Elite Expeditionary. They produce Overclock. We have Rex and Nettie from Star Jump uh, for the ages 2951. We have Graham uh, from Dark Meter. We do the Laurel and Hurston videos. We, had, uh, we have Andreas. So thank you all for coming in, and I'll put the link in uh, chat for people to follow. And on a YouTube channel. So thank you for, for all that. Thank you, man. Yeah, it was thanks awesome. for having us. Thank, thank you, Fence Card. Haven't had this much fun in a long time. So thank you. So make, sure you. so make sure you follow us on our Thursday show. We have us at 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I think that's 3 a.m. Uh, UTC. We we have um Soul Talk, where members of the community can stop in and talk about Soul Citizen. We normally talk, cover IRC and other stuff that happened during the week. Next Sunday, we're doing a holiday special, uh, Holiday Wishes. That'll be December 20, uh, the 19th, 8 p.m. Eastern, 1 a.m. UTC. So stay tuned for that. Uh, again, th thank you, Jade, for joining me. Do you have fun, everyone? Heck yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> I, I always love crafting head cannon and talking about Star <laughs> Citizen. And complaining yeah, about the camera is one of my favorite oh my things God. to do. So <laughs> therapy Listen, yes. I'm I have been waiting for four years to become <laughs> not only the chef on an 890, but to also have a working salvage reclaimer, but no can't have that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So we are going to raid for its green. For the um for our lead, so make sure you send them uh, send them out our love from Soul Citizen, and with that, I uh, just want to say peace, love, and soul. I'm gonna try to raid. For this green, I'm not sure if I can do that because I'm not the actual owner of this. Nope, I don't have permission to to, to do that. So uh -oh. sorry for his green. Oh, <laughs> oh well, but I'm gonna end the recording. So take care, everyone. Thank you for okay, thanks, Fast Card. Thanks, Jade. Okay. Bye.